Welcome to the Bell Ringers Teaching Podcast. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Kaylin, a tech integration specialist in Michigan and Young's former teacher. And I am Young, and I am a current sixth grade teacher teaching at a small private Christian school where uh, Kaylin taught and where I graduated from. Is it is it easy calling me Kaylin now? Yeah, I think it's getting easier, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> especially working with some of my former teachers. It's it's been easier. Right, we do. So all on the flip people. side, like calling some of my high school classmates as like Mr. or Mrs. like last name. That's like a little bit weird sometimes, but yeah, it's easier. Um, all right. So here you are, you're pretty much almost a Thanksgiving break Mm -hmm. and you, you seem like you are, you know, a pro at this. Yeah. I've, I feel like a veteran teacher already. (laughs) Maybe it's a, I mean, this My could be the smoothest, <laughs> the smoothest first year ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I mean, I feel like this is a little shocking because but I keep hearing from teachers just how difficult this year is. Um, are you, are you not really feeling that around like you and your colleagues around your school? Well, I think for me, this is like the first time that like I'm in this role like first first time as a full-time teacher by myself so it's all I've ever known and so okay. it just feels like normal you feels know normal I don't know what the past has been like other than like student teaching I guess I, so I do have some experience of what or glimpses of what it was like in the before time yeah but well, and I guess, you know, you're in person, so mm-hmm. that's fairly, you know, normal, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you don't have anybody like zooming into the classroom. Right. So that's another normal. Mm-hmm. And then and I think the small class size really helps. Yeah, I think um, so too. I think yeah. small class sizes and then, well, I guess it depends on if I know you do have quite a few new students, but what I keep getting mentions of is, you know, a lot of these students basically have had a very interrupted last year and a half and, mm-hmm. and they're just not really even used to school and interacting with peers. They're like used to being in their bed with their camera off. Right. Um, and so they're maybe harder to engage, harder to, you know, have them socialize with other peers. Yeah. Do you see that? Or, you know, and I guess, like I said, you kind of have a mix of students who, who were in person last year mm-hmm. and had a sort of normal year, um, but also new students that probably came from places where it wasn't exactly normal. So, yeah, I, I do see some of that. Um, like obviously we're about like a quarter and a half into the school year. And so the honeymoon period's over and the kids are a bit more comfortable with each other, but yeah, definitely I feel like the kids are a lot more self-sufficient or independent 
or maybe it just seems like that because like you said they're not really socializing or know how to do that um i think especially like looking at like the seventh grade class um who've mostly are returning students um compared to like some of the newest um students in the school there's a little bit of like oh yeah the seventh graders they know how the school operates how school works they're more in the groove whereas like some of the newer students it's kind of like adjusting to a new school but also remembering I guess just like the the feeling of school and the procedures and maybe the energy level of the the cycles of the year maybe so they're they're you know I think that's a big key is them feeling safe and, and understanding the routines. And because they mm-hmm. have you for most of the day, they, you know, they don't have to transition six times in a day. Okay. Who's this teacher? Who are these classmates? Right. You know what to expect. Um, so going along with that, one of the things I, or what we want to talk about today are these learning roadmaps. So, you know, shocking all listeners, I do, I love edu protocols, right? You all know that, but um, there are other interests of mine. There are other things I'm paying attention to and looking at. And so uh, two of the things um, are kind of, are represented here in this roadmap. So one of them is the Modern Classrooms Project and they have their own podcast. They have their own website. They have a free self-paced online course. And they stand on really three pillars. One is, um, you know, self-paced learning structure for students with guardrails in place, not just like, okay, you have until June to get this done. Good luck. I'll see you then. Um, You know, guardrails, you have maybe two weeks. Yeah. 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 So self-paced, mastery-based, um, so, you know, having a mastery check and if you're not there, if you haven't mastered it, you don't necessarily move on mm-hmm. or, or there's something in place for remediation and it's not just like, oh, too bad. So sad. We're, we're just going to go on now. Um, and then like blended learning, like having instructional videos. Um, so most basically all of the lessons in this model are, are for the most part, uh, through video and they definitely recommend, you know, keeping those videos short, uh, six to nine minutes long, uh, just so that the idea here is if you're going to go, if you're going to sit there or stand there and just say the same thing to all the students at one time, Mm -hmm. Why not have that be on video so kids can watch it at their own pace and pause yeah. it and rewatch or speed up or whatever the case may be. Some subtitles, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it's not really flipped learning because it's not necessarily, you know, a watch this video outside of class and then we'll do something different in class. You know, it's all part of this framework. Um, so that's the modern classrooms project in a nutshell. There's so much more there to unpack. And like I said, I tune into their podcast every week because I love hearing their tips and how teachers are implementing it. 
Um, so, so there's that. And then I also, I've been really enjoying, uh, Stephanie Howell. She's at Mrs. Howell with some numbers at the end of it for on Twitter. And then she has this awesome, uh, Google group gold edu. And I've subscribed to getting her emails and being a part of this group. And so she sends out these weekly updates with lots of um, ideas for classes and these design packs she has too um, that are all just super cute and available to use. And you just, you know, have to join her group and you get access to all of these things totally for free. And it's just so many good ideas. And, and I feel like she's a lot like me and that I, I find a lot of things online and she kind of brings them all together. I also think she like pretties them up a little bit more than I would, but anyway, so I love her stuff. I love getting her email every week. I highly suggest people uh, join up with that. So one of the things she's released, um, and again, it actually comes from Amanda Sandoval on Twitter, but she's kind of curated it and then made videos to kind of help support how you would use this in the classroom, but learning roadmaps. So I've done a lot of talking about it. You, you watched a brief video, one of her YouTube videos, and I love, she keeps them short. It's like a three minute video. So you can totally like digest it. Um, Mm -hmm. So based on that three minute video, what are roadmaps? Okay. Um, So imagine like a digital version of Candyland where you have like a board game where you have, you move a marker, but on every spot that you land on, there's an activity like you either watch a video um i saw i watched another video by the way um there was like like a quizzes option or like a quizlet like you know do do these things and along the way there are check-ins where um i believe you just show the teacher hey i i'm i made it past this check-in or like i'm at this check-in and then you just keep going until you get to the end and then at the end there's obviously going to be some some extra thing for students be, to be working on or doing um, if they happen to finish early, which we all love because we all have those students who will be done in half the amount of time that you budget for the lesson. So that's great. Um, I say it's like Candyland, but I don't think they can skip any of the steps <laughs> or they shouldn't, hopefully. But yeah, you get the idea. Right. Hopefully I've I mean- explained it well. Yeah, totally. Yep. You're exactly, you're on right on there. Candyland makes sense. Yeah. Kind of like a board game structure. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. Yeah. And, and so I think they're fantastic, you know, because they're fitting all these principles of the modern classroom, which I'm very much into. Um, and because of that, that self-pacing, right. We want um, I don't know if I quoted this in the last episode, but Zaretta Hammond, only the learner learns. And so we need students to be in control of their learning and directing their learning and knowing what they're doing. So how do we guide them toward independence? And this roadmap is a great way to do that with the teacher check-ins. And I think the teacher check-in, yes, it's to say, hey, yes, I'm, I am at this point, I did this much, but also for the teacher to have, you know, like a little conversation with the student to make sure 
they are understanding or even, you know, have a quick glance at what they've turned in and give them some feedback and to make sure they really have mastered what they should master up until that point. And if they haven't kind of having them revisit, so not, not letting them get too far down this roadmap not really hitting the concepts that they need to hit. Um, because we definitely, the other, the other, I guess, trope of students, not only, you know, that what, what do I do when I'm done, but also, okay, I'm done. You know, I finished it and, Mm -hmm. and they don't necessarily care if they've learned anything from it or not. Right. And, and so, oh, well, making sure they're not just done and they didn't just hand it in and forget about it, but making sure it's done and they understand it. And if they don't, the teacher kind of, again, right away, being able to intervene, or at least at these checkpoints, Mm -hmm. being able to say, "Mm, why don't you go back and, and do, do this. Um, I also think in this day and age, I think, I think another stressor for teachers right now is that there are a lot of kids that end up quarantining or having close contact, you know, not necessarily COVID, but maybe they do have COVID and, and then they stay home or, you know, anyway. So I think if you made a habit or, or started implementing these, these roadmaps, that's going to really help kind of not solve the problem of, of absent students, but apps, you know, if a student is out, they, know what they're supposed to do. And they could still hypothetically have that teacher check in, you know, um, you know, instead of like zooming in to watch a whole class, they zoom in and they have an actual check-in with the teacher and the Mm -hmm. teacher is free to like roam about and have these check-ins because they're not necessarily in the front of the room talking all the time. That was actually one of my questions of like, if you have a classroom full of students on their own place, like what's the teacher doing? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the thing, um, you know, they're, they're having conversations, they're having these Mm one-on-one conversations, um, and potentially even pulling a small group, maybe that they, if they have been able to notice, oh, this group really seemed to struggle on, you know, their thesis statements, let's say, so I'm going to pull a small group of them and we're just do like a little mini lesson on top of what was already provided. Um, And like I said, you are spending that time just doing those check-ins with kids, like looking at their work, talking with them about what they did. Um, And even just like having just normal conversations with kids, you know, Mm -hmm. because you're not up front trying to tell them everything you know about uh, ancient China. You can talk a little bit more about not only just about their work, but hey, also, hey, how are you doing? What's mm-hmm. new in your life? You know, so you, That's I think it, it's just a lot more one-on-one and small group interaction. Cool. Yes, good, good point. I think that this is jumping ahead a little bit, but I think that's one of the things to be mindful of in a classroom mm-hmm. like this. And I, I think I may have, done this not so great I I guess in in the past in the classroom like I I led students towards you know they're on pace they know what they're doing everybody but I think I tended to okay well now I'm going to get this grading done I'm going to sit back here and do this grading or I'm going to do you know this planning when really I should have been up and out 
and wandering and talking and, you know, pulling small groups that needed more support. Um, so I'm finding that I need to be up and walking a lot more than I am right now. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I, and I think sometimes, and that's the thing, it's like, oh, it's busy. And so if you do have kids, you know, working on things, you're like, oh, okay. I'll sit down and, and do some. I'll work too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do. Yeah. It's so quiet in here. Why, you know, why interrupt that? But um, I, yeah, I, so I think that's something to be mindful of when you do any of these models, um, you know, like I said, the modern classrooms project or this kind of self-paced roadmap again, and I'm not saying I did this perfectly when I, not that I did this exact model, but you know, not letting it be your babysitter (laughs) so much, Mm -hmm. but like, okay, how can this just a good way of putting it? Right. How can this reframe, right? I'm this guide on the side, not a sage on the stage, but I need to, you know, get up (laughs) out of my desk and (laughs) and guide them (laughs) and, and make sure I'm looking at how, how they're doing, you know, and hopefully using things that you can kind of quickly, quickly check. And that's one of the things in the modern classrooms podcast, like they give tips about, you know, having a little mastery check that's quick and easy for you to look at and engage right away if they understood. So like, what would you see? So Stephanie Howell, uh, the, the, She's not totally the creator of this idea, but you know, we, we got this from her. She has examples on her YouTube channel. I saw lots of, I saw one about, um, science, like the states of matter. Um, I saw one about writing, I like writing an essay, um, and all like the stages of that. I, I could potentially see it for, um, math, maybe, I don't know what, what would be some ways you could, you would see using this? Would you go for like a math or or an English or a science or what, what would make the most sense for you? Yeah, I think um, initially just English, just because you have the stages of writing, like you can have, like you could break down an essay or even a paragraph, just like, here's a topic sentence or even like to go even before that, just like, this is what a sentence should look like. This is a fragment, like, and, and having those mini lessons all building up to, let's say just like a, a book report or something like that. Um, and having those like check-ins, like, and I don't know like how, um, how long this roadmap is supposed to go, right? Like, is it, that was one of my initial questions of just like, is this a week or if you like stretch it long enough, it could be your entire year of like, <laughs> right. Here's like sentences. And then like at the end book reports and like, here's another one, like, cause all of those check-ins really could be um, like weekly, like, uh, like a bigger product that they create or something like that. Yeah. I think that's a good question. Um, I would say as with all of these things, like maybe starting small is the best. (laughs) So like really having a very short roadmap to begin so that it's only like one or two class periods, and then maybe working toward a week long or, um, 
I probably wouldn't go a whole year. (laughs) (laughs) Or I mean, I guess it could grow. I guess it could grow because that was one of the tips that I really loved as well from um, the Modern Classrooms podcast is for teachers when they're setting up this, these self-paced units, number one, for their own sanity, they only release, let's say there's like eight lessons or something in a, in a chapter, a unit, but they only release like the first four number one for their own sanity, because maybe a lot of these teachers that are adopting modern classrooms, they're building instructional videos still, you know, they're, they're building it as it's flying, but also they found it also really helps the students because when you're talking about the self-pacing, let's say they release eight lessons and yeah, you do have those kids that they're like, they're done in five minutes, not necessarily five minutes. Um, so this kind of forces them into maybe doing some may do kind of activities or some aspire to do kind of activities. And then for those kids that it, it, it's going to take them a whole lot longer, it's not as overwhelming when it's just like four lessons that they're focusing right. on. So I think the smaller chunks, the better. And then, yeah, maybe it can grow into like a whole year thing. Although, you know, I was thinking, cause we've obviously talked about gamification uh, this season and last season. Mm-hmm. And I do think you could almost, um, you know, bring that in. So even if you made like a poster of this roadmap mm-hmm. and you put it up in the classroom and they had little avatars and they kind of right. move it for like a public pacing tracker mm-hmm. um, and that, and that's a big part of the modern classrooms project too. They talk about like having pacing trackers, individual and, and public and what it does, they, a lot of teachers refer to it in a more positive light is like, Oh, it's the grouper, right? So if you see that your avatar is in the same place as somebody else's avatar, then, you know, you guys can work together on something that day, or, you know, who you can reach out to, or, you know, you see somebody that's further ahead, then, you know, also who you can ask for help. Um, So I think it helps kind of gamify and also build community and collaboration because I know, self-pacing to me, sometimes I'm like, well, you know, you don't want kids working all by themselves, right? Like if they're working at their own Mm -hmm. pace, they're just on their own. And, and, you know, you want to have collaboration and that's where that, that tracker comes into play where they can, they can see, oh, okay, well, they're working on this too. I can sit next to them and we can kind of bounce ideas off of each other or talk to each other. Um, And some teachers, again, from the podcast, Modern Classrooms. <laughs> um, see, I, I do obsess about things other than edu protocols. Right. Um, but anyway, <laughs> they talk about, they even like change their seating chart based on the tracker that day, right? So oh. if you're like ahead of pace, you're going to sit like maybe furthest from the teacher even. And if you're behind pace, you're probably going to be sitting closest to the teacher desk, mm-hmm. even though the teacher should be getting up and out of there. But, you know, um, so they even like make that their seating chart in a way. So, um, all right. So you're thinking ELA, it might be. Well, I was just thinking like with your seating chart example and everything, like this is really flexible for any subject or any like additional like tie-ins, I think. Yeah. Well, and I really, I, I never taught math. I'll say that right. You know, but (laughs) I do think, 
math makes a lot of sense in yeah, a sure. self-paced, you know, because you do, you have kids that are just all over the place as mm-hmm. far as math goes, right. You're always going to have kids that are, are, are fairly ahead, um, and can move quickly. And you're always going to have kids that are going to struggle a little bit. So I feel like math makes a lot of sense. Um, that, yeah, way. I think, especially if you could have like, um, a parallel path along the main roadmap, I guess, like, Ooh. because like, especially think about math, like certain students are going to struggle or thrive in different, um, like content or material, right? So you can't really just stop the class and spend an extra day on this particular topic for every topic, because different kids are going to need more time with different, um, content. Yeah. And so if you just have like an additional, like if you need more practice here is you can take a step to the left or to the right to parallel and like work on this extra um, thing. But if you just want, if you got past this, then you can move on until you come across an obstacle and then you can get extra practice or things like that. Yeah. And I, I will, I guess it's harder for me to envision for math, like, okay, how can we, and I know math has changed since like I was a math student Mm-hmm. Um, as far as teaching strategies and all of that go. Um, but I, yes, I just remember math as a math student where it's all very just like, okay, we learn it. We do our homework on it. We go over our homework on it. And then we learn something new. Now right. I know that there can be a lot more creativity and a lot more application and a lot more, uh, like talking it out with people, uh, math talks and all that. But I guess I do wonder, okay, how can you add a little bit more variety to a math roadmap? Um, you know, different kinds of practice, I guess, like you, you know, cause you have, of course, uh, every kid's favorite prodigy math, um, you know, so having, having that on there, but like, so there's another piece of the roadmap, I think you could design in it is have a little color coding system or something where, where you have things that are must do's like, okay, everybody's got to do this, but you can also maybe color code some spaces. And those are like aspire to do's. And so those kids that, you know, are ahead can, can do some extra things. Um, and then, you know, going along with those teacher check-ins, if a student really is behind, you know, then you can talk about, okay, well, because maybe you put everything on there as a may do, but then in those check-ins, all right, there's a kid that's struggling and, and they're going to need extra time. And you can just kind of cross out for them. Okay. You don't have to do this one. You don't have to do this one. Right. So it's really differentiating, um, for students where they are. I just thought of, um, you know, like airport bathrooms, they have like the little smiley face or the frowny face or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like so, like how clean was this bathroom or how was the experience? Um, incorporating that on the roadmap. So either like they color in like how they felt about doing that particular type of um activity, or maybe like how much did you understand? Like, do you need more? And so you can just take a look at the roadmap and like look at the colors and say, oh, like this student has no problem with this. Like things are smooth sailing, but with just one look, you can just identify like what aspects of the lesson or um, activity students 
want more help in or need more help in. Yeah. And then that's building in that like self-reflection piece, yeah. which is super important. And I know often neglected, I also, you know, admit that as well, like not mm-hmm. taking the time for students to reflect and think about how they, how they did on it. Yeah, absolutely. And the, and the time, you know, makes it easier for the teacher to, to know, okay, this, this student's mm-hmm. feeling really good about it. Um, trust, but verify all of that, but yeah. And we'll have in the show notes, um, Stephanie Howell has a bunch of different, basically blank templates, um, you know, and it does, it looks like a game board. It's in Google slides and you just pop in, type in, you know, what it is, whether it's a video link or a quizzes link or, a, um, let's see, what are some of the other things she has on here? Looking at the matter one, a photo scavenger hunt I see on here, um, vocab practice. Um, so lots of different things you can just build on there. And then of course you can link, link those out right in Google slides. So link to the quizzes, link to the video. There's also an eight parts in there. I know I, I took a look at that. It's a little, it's a little variation, Mm -hmm. uh, a little science variation for the States of matter, but yeah, I think it's definitely pretty easy to build, I'd say. And I think that, you know, you can pretty much then replicate it, you know, next, next unit, we're going to do this and just change out a few of, you know, change your links, obviously for that topic, mix it up a little bit. So it's not the same exact roadmap, but definitely something that's replicable, you know, kind of in the edge protocol vein of, oh, you can repeat this over again, easy, easy for the teacher, easier for the teacher, right? Maybe some work up front for sure. Um, I feel like that's all, most of teaching or most of yeah, related exactly. to edge protocols. It's just a lot of work up front and then um, I guess just managing and uh, overseeing how students are doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so you were thinking, you were thinking that these are a bit like hyperdocs and I would, mm-hmm. yeah, totally say they have that self-paced element in there. Um, but it's a lot more interactive. Yeah. Or as far as like the, the layout, the layout and maybe just the potential for more interaction, more reflection and feedback. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could see that. And it's even like just the gamifying, moving your little piece yeah. along, it builds in, you know, as we talked about that kind of motivating factor, as far as gamification goes, like you're feeling like you're making progress and you're mm-hmm. even moving your little tracker along. Um, and that in itself is a little bit more motivating than a hyperdoc. If you're just, you know, scrolling down the dock doing the next thing and the next right. thing here, you can see your progress pretty clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would definitely encourage you to give these a try. Like I said, there's plenty of great templates on there. And, you know, I think in the, in the realm of starting small, so let's say it is just like a math one day, maybe two day lesson. Yeah. So I think starting small is good and then working, working their way 
through it. Um, I'm really glad we started this podcast because I feel like if these were just conversations that, you know, like maybe even like a phone call, like, yo, you should totally do roadmaps or like even edgy protocols or gamification. If they were just lost conversations, like, oh yeah, like that sounds really cool. But then you forget about it or you, it's not the right time to do it, then it's just lost. But now that we are actually recording this, I can go back anytime. Like even like season one episodes, it's like, oh, that, there was some like good thing that I remember <laughs> us talking about. And like, I, I'm always thinking about like next year. Oh, like I'm going to know everything that I'm teaching next year, right? Like I'm going to have everything planned out and I could like, do this in October and like do a little bit of that in like the spring or just like I'm super excited and so I think right now I'm just like hoarding all of the the fun things that I could be doing you know when I have time in the summer of course when I'm gonna plan every single day right right oh yeah well yeah (laughs) that that's totally what happens in the summer young of course yeah because students just review all of their things that they learned over the summer as well. And they come in ready to learn all the time. Well, I mean, I may be really nerdy, but I mean, I did do some planning over the summer. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, definitely did not. Yes. So, I mean, whatever I I did. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, well, and I think that's totally like, give yourself grace this, this first year. I mean, yeah, you don't have to dive into all of these things and yeah, I don't know what it does for me. <laughs> you're, you're a listening ear, you're a listening ear. Cause sometimes I feel like people, you know, they're like, Oh, great. Here she comes with more crazy ideas. So this is my, my outlet for my crazy idea. Like, let's try this. Let's do this. This is like my new, totally into kind of thing. So I'm happy you know. to help, <laughs> but <laughs> anyway for what it's worth awesome well roadmaps there you go i think i yeah. think they are doable you could totally give it a try yeah, and sure. um and see how it goes and i i think there's a level of tweaking that goes along with it um you know you can still start off the class with like a whole group kind of thing a whole group check-in or, or just like a for fun activity or a quick, you know, discussion that would be whole group and then bring them into, okay, what are you going to work on this class period? Where are you at in the roadmap? And they have their work time and then you do a kind of a closeout reflection. All well, right. You know how it goes. All right. Yeah. I'm I know we have really this planning on doing this. Um, I have Thanksgiving break, so now you've got plans yeah and now i promised you that i'm gonna do this so the next episode will be uh what was the thing that we did first season one of the it was like a reflection thing that you and i did it was one of your coaching sessions right like the coaching oh we reflected on how it went yeah yeah let's do that all right committing to it yes being recorded you're gonna do it and we're gonna do a reflecting or reflection right. session all right <laughs> wonderful now we know what we're gonna talk about next episode so. all right I know. and and those that are all of our listeners out there that hopefully are also gonna give it a try mm-hmm. they can reflect along with us 
Thanks for listening to this episode. Please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. And please follow us on Twitter at Bell Ringers Show.